Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, money, women, and being a fucking man without making any apologies for it. I'm your host, Mark Singh. And I'm John Anthony. And today we are going to talk about knowing yourself. We've all heard of that cliche term, know thyself. But for John and I, we feel it's really one of the most important things in self-development because you can't make improvement unless you know what to improve. And sometimes it's difficult to see what you have to improve because you're too close to the problem. Um, in internet marketing, that's called schitoma, where you see a, where you have a problem in front of you, but you can't see it because you're too damn close to it. You're too involved in the process. You're too in love with your own ideas. And you can't see that if you just make this step over here to the right, then you can circumvent all this hell that you're lining up for yourself. And it really works that way with self-development as well. And obviously, you guys wouldn't be listening to this podcast unless you wanted to improve. So on this podcast, we're going to go over you know, some of the techniques and some of the theories that John and I have used to develop ourselves. And we're going to really lay that out for you today. So um, thanks for listening. And uh, John, why don't, you, why don't you take it away, brother? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, I think that this will probably be if maybe it won't be one of the most important podcasts that we ever do but i think it's definitely one of the most important concepts that you can talk about in self improvement right because i mean if you think about it it's like if a, a mechanic wants to fix a car right if you have a car that's that's broken and it isn't working for some reason or it's just you know barely working not to its full extent and you have a mechanic come in and try to fix it and he doesn't know how to fix it or he doesn't know, you know, like what what the different parts do and and how they work together. He won't be able to, first of all, even see that something is wrong, and second of all, even fix it. So that's why, you know, so many guys I think got get caught up in, uh, you know, just not making any progress with their financial situation, not making any progress with their, uh, you know, uh, psychological and emotional and mental health, and and you know, getting stuck with their their situation with dating and with women is that they just don't know themselves. Um, you know, because it's like when you're a fish in water, you don't even know that the water is there. You don't even know it exists until you get pulled out and you see that there's something else. So the thing that I recommend uh, every guy start to do is read psychology. Uh, so there's two books that I recommend in particular. The first one is The Games That People Play by Eric Byrne. And this is an old school kind of psychology book that was published in the 50s. So I guess it's not old school like in the sense of Freud, but it was published in the 50s. And um, the whole idea behind the book is that it's this uh, relationship counselor who basically, you know, over the course of his lifetime saw all of these different couples coming in. And, and it's entitled The Games That People Play because what he observed is that everyone – plays these unconscious games with one another where you do one thing then the other person does another thing and then you do another thing in response and it's just this this uh, a pattern that plays itself out over and over and over again and you're not even conscious of it right and the second book is um it's called Prometheus Rising which is is mm. uh, my favorite book probably of all time by Dr. Robert Anton Wilson and uh, this lays out the eight circuit theory of consciousness, which actually talks about how there's eight different tracks that your brain uses to interpret, uh, absorb, and communicate information. And uh, this was huge for me in, in terms of just being able to wake up because it allowed me to get perspective on uh, what my childhood was like, how I was raised a certain way, 
um, why I have certain behaviors that I might not have wanted. And it, it sort of brought awareness to my uh, behaviors that I wasn't even aware of in the first place. So, so John, let me ask you a question, man. Like you, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm 41 years old. John's in his mid-20s. And you're probably like me. You're probably quite impressed with John for how far he's come in his self-development. I mean, it absolutely amazes me. So I tend to think that a lot of it is from your parents. Is, is that true or did you just have a real standard upbringing and you had to do all this yourself, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, well, no, thank you. First off, thank you, man. Um, so I think that the reason that I'm so far ahead is because, I mean, I, I love my parents and, you know, I'm sure that everyone does to an extent. I think that they tried their best, but there was a lot of dysfunctional things that happened when I was a kid. Mm. You know, there was a lot of shit that just I didn't like that just didn't, didn't uh, you know, work out very well. They just, you know, I just didn't feel like, uh, you know, my family was was really uh, functional enough to, to have a functional relationship with me. Mm -hmm. And so that's why for so long as a kid, I was just depressed and hated myself and hated the world. And I had all these problems. And, you know, eventually I just kind of hit a crossroads where it was like, I can stay here and my life can fucking suck. And I'll probably end up killing myself by the time I'm like 19 or something, or I can get better. And that's what I chose to do, you know. So I just started researching things and trying to understand people and trying to understand myself. And it's like, um, you know, that old cliche that the uh, it's the pressure that brings the diamond out of the coal. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's a lot of people when they're put under intense pressure like I was, they they either crumble and you know just just fall apart, or they harden and become better, right? And that's just what I chose to do. Right, and it's funny because we've used the term snowflake before, and I heard I heard this um, this person <laughs> say that a snowflake is somebody who melts under pressure, and I was like, ooh, that's a that's a really good um, interpretation of that word for sure. So that's interesting. I mean, the same thing happened to me. My history is, you know, I was depressed when I was nineteen, didn't get laid till I was twenty one, was suicidal through my early twenties. And you know, it's it's oftentimes those of us who have the greatest amount of suffering that want to change the most because if your life is hunky-dory and you're getting along and it's comfortable, you don't really have a lot of motivation to change. So I think a lot of people who listen to this and, and more specifically are interested in our kind of content, they've probably had a lot of suffering in their life. And as we've said in the past, sometimes your suffering can be your greatest gift because it, it shows you what those things are that you need to change. It really shines that light clearly onto those issues that you have, those sticking points that you have. And the great thing about life and the great thing about being human is that you can always improve. You can always, always get better. And one person said this philosophical thing that, that really resonated with me. And I think about it literally every day. When you die and your maker meets you, what if he has next to him a version of you that's the absolute best version you could have become? the absolute most ripped, the most financially successful, the most successful with girls, the most confident, everything you want to be is that guy. Will he be your twin brother or will you hardly recognize him? I absolutely love that because every day I try to strive to get better, to be that guy. And another thing that I think about is what if I met the 10-year-old version of me, or let's put it in the context of you, the listener. What if you met your 10-year-old self? Would that kid be stoked and impressed and would he idolize you or would he look at you and be like, man, what a loser? Are you living a life that's up to par with what your 10-year-old self would want you to do or have you let that kid down? I mean, think about him. Look at him right now. Like, look in his eyes. 
are you living up to that standard? Now, again, you're listening to this podcast because I think you are trying to live up to that standard. And honestly, I respect you because you're getting after it. I mean, 95% of people don't do that. 95% of people right now are watching Netflix, sitting on the couch, smoking weed, um, just you know, basically flushing their lives down the toilet. And when they meet that guy, when they meet their future version of what they could have been, they're gonna be like, who the fuck is that? It kinda looks like me, but that ain't me. I, I personally don't wanna experience that. And an, another thing is, when you get to the end of your life, a lot of people say, you don't regret what you did, you regret what you didn't do. And that yeah. always sticks with me too. So um, getting into getting into finding things about yourself that you need to change, one good strategy is to keep asking, so what? So you, you say to yourself, well, I'm, I'm afraid of approaching women, okay? So, so what? Well, the reason I'm afraid of approaching women is because I'm afraid of rejection. So what? The reason I'm afraid of rejection is because I don't want to be ostracized. And what happens is you get down, you keep asking why or so what or whatever you know fits it. You get down to the core reason as to why you're not doing a certain thing or why you haven't accomplished your goal. And then you find very clearly what it is you need to work on. Jim? Yeah, that's a that's a really good um, exercise. I've been doing that for a while um, because really a lot of the time, like these issues that people have on the surface, it's really ten levels deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, but the thing is, you can't tell people that because then they like they they don't even have a context to understand it, mm-hmm. right? So like, you know, I mean, with uh, getting attracting women, right? It's like. Most guys think that the problem is like something external, right? So it's like, oh, I don't have money or I don't have looks or I don't have like, like, you know, the, the Porsche and the Lamborghini or like something like that. But it's like, if you, if you really look at the root cause of the problem, it's something that's most likely from your childhood, right? Mm -hmm. That's like stopping you from being the best person you could be and just expressing who you are and just being outgoing and fun and just okay with yourself and being comfortable with who you are. And so that's one way to really know yourself too is just look at what your childhood was like. Like observe the patterns. Like did you always get chastised? Like this this one for example is uh, really common with like a lot of the Indian men that I coach is uh, like for some reason, I don't know why, if it's cultural or what, but a lot of Indian men have like very, very mean mothers. And so that sets up a context for them uh, in relating with women in the future, right? Or like, you know, a lot of people that we coach from Asia, right? In in Asian culture, anytime you try to stand out or, uh, you know, like do something that's, uh, you know, going to bring attention to you, you get cut down, mm-hmm. right? And so just like looking back to the roots of your childhood and who you are and asking those questions, like what were the patterns, right? What How, how did this affect me? Like what were the patterns? And, and I'm, I keep saying that because that's what's so key is like what were the fucking patterns? Because if you can find the patterns, you know, every time there's a pattern, it leaves an imprint on you. And every time there's a pattern, you can figure out what the imprint is and you can figure out how to fix it. So you just always have to go back to the roots, right? It's it's the roots. I mean, Carl Jung said that – he said something that was really, really profound. He was a, uh, a Swiss psychologist who was a pupil of Freud. And he said that in order for a tree to grow as tall as heaven, its roots have to reach as deep as hell. And so that's that's kind of how you want to look at your life is like, okay, like really go down to like the, the core of your being and just see like what – how was I affected growing up? Like what what did these things do to me? What event – like what – one good exercise too is like create, uh, you know, 
you, it, you can, there's different ways to do it, but create five major epochs in your life, depending on how old you are. Right? You might want to lessen those those number of ep- epochs, epochs, however the hell you pronounce that, uh, time ranges in your life if you're younger. But basically, create a few major time frames in your life that you feel like uh, you know were like an era. Right. So one might be like when I was in preschool, another might be like middle school, and then one might be like high school, college, and like my, my adult life. And then figure out, write down five of the most important life-changing events that happened during that time period. And then what you'll start to see is a pattern. You'll start to see, okay, so like it looks like, you know, maybe not all five, but like three of these were like pretty, pretty bad and they involved rejection, right? So how is that affecting me today? And again, like, you know, it's the same thing. It just, it keeps all coming back to like, how were you affected when you were a kid, right? How did that uh, affect you and how is it still affecting you now? I like that. I like that epoch or epic or whatever the hell it's pronounced. I really like that a lot. I've never done that. But as you were talking about that, I was looking back through my life as I'm sure our listeners were. And I was like, wow, you know, I really can divide it. And um, it's interesting because I'm moving right now. I'm actually moving to a nicer place. Um, and I was looking at one of my diaries from like when I was in college and it was so negative and so depressed and so like suicidal. Cause like I said, back during that time I was suicidal and the impression I had, the feeling I got was like almost humorous because I was like, man, this kid is just so lost and like, what a pussy, you know what I mean? But, but Mm -hmm. during that time, those were real feelings for me. And I, I really did, you know, consider suicide. So, you know, another lesson to learn from that is that things can get better and they can get a lot better. And, you know, as long as you stay in the fight and you don't give up, you know, things will change positively for you. But one other thing I wanted to say is our self-esteem is developed within the first seven years of our lives. So those first seven years are extremely impressionable. And like John said, if something bad happens to you, that almost like creates what's called a meta program, which is imagine your your brain as a computer and you have software in there. Well, you're working with like Windows 98, right? These are old programs that are outdated. They don't freaking work. So in my case, um, my dad died when I was 10. And after he died, I got into this really weird um, self-defeating thing where I was continuously insulting myself. And I realize now the reason I was doing that is because I was trying to get attention from my mom because, you know, my dad died, whatever, I was 10 years old. So I was insulting myself. And what happened is um, my mom took me to a a psychologist or a psychiatrist and they looked at me and they said, okay, we need to take this kid's blood. And what happened is I didn't know they were going to take my blood. They took me in the back and they they put this thing on my arm. I was like, what are you guys doing? They're like, don't worry about it. And they stuck the needle in my arm and I was, I freaked out. I was like, dude, what the fuck? Get that out of here. And they actually held me down. They held me down as they took my blood. And years later, literally the last two years, I've been working with an uh, um, NLP coach, neuro linguistic programming coach. And I was really afraid of needles. And I didn't know why, because I had literally forgotten about that situation. So through his processes, he showed me that you know, I have this tremendous fear based on a childhood event. And I was like, oh, damn, I didn't even remember that. But it was truly a panic that I would get when I would see needles. And so through the processes, what we did is we reprogrammed the computer because those old programs weren't beneficial to my life. They weren't doing anything good for me. My brain thought it was protecting me from harm because of that bad experience when I was a kid. But really, it was, it's, it's like fucked up. It's not working correctly. So 
what's really cool about neurolinguistic programming is you actually reprogram that computer and you reset everything so that you have now a healthy perspective on it. And I'm proud to announce that, you know, over the last couple months, I gone and gave him, given blood a couple times. Um, I got a tattoo and it was a nine hour tattoo where before I was def, definitely afraid of giving a tattoo. So this stuff really works. So th there are certain things you can do. And one of them is working with a coach, which John and I both highly, highly suggest. We both work with coaches. We actually um, work with the same coach. I just introduced John to mm. my NLP coach, and you've been having great progress with him. So stoked about that. And um, one of those things is because, again, when you're really close to the problem, you can't see what's causing it. But then somebody who has training can come in from an outside perspective and say, hey, man, you were held down when you were 10 years old and that's why you have this fear of needles and you're like, oh my God, even though it happened to me, I did not realize that. Boom, boom, boom. Like literally it was one hour. It was a one hour session. Um, he was able to reprogram my mind around needles and blood and, and uh, tattoos and all that stuff. And now it's like, what up, dude? I'll go give whatever. I'll give blood anytime I want to. And that's that's pretty impressive stuff that you could just go in there and and rewire the brain like that. So um, this is a good opportunity for give a, to give a little plug about my service. I do offer coaching services. Um, you can just click in the link below, check it out. It's one-on-one -on -one coaching with me where I help you identify these issues that you have and we quickly blow through them with proven NLP tactics and other tactics that I've learned through my 15 years of coaching so that you too can you know, go beyond these limiting things that are holding you back from what you want to be and what you want to become. Yeah, and uh, I think that, that analogy of the, the programming, right, the software and the hardware mm -hmm. is really, really key. So I was first introduced to that idea in the book Prometheus Rising. Uh, and so the whole idea behind that is basically that you have a sort of uh, foundation for how your mind is going to work, right? And that's like the hardware. It's sort of just built into your mind. But then there's the software. And that's what you can take out and put back in and reprogram and program. And it's far more malleable, right? And um, so, you know, the way that uh, this works, right, I mean, is there's, there's multiple uh, frameworks for understanding your mind, right? You can, you know, I mean, the most basic would just be like your your uh, subconscious mind and your conscious mind, right? That's a very basic old psychological way of understanding how you think, you know, but then you start getting into like, okay, like what about the id, the ego, and the superego? And then there's, you know, really complicated models like the, um, uh, like spiral dynamics and, and Ken Wilber's work. But, um, you know, I, I really think that for everyone listening to this, if you just purchased that book and read it, you would learn so much from it like I did. Um, because, I mean, there's, there's, it's going to provide a map for you to literally navigate your own mind and get the best out of it. Um, so, you know, if you can't afford coaching, like I couldn't, you know, a while ago, then, you know, get a book, right? Literally get a book. I mean, you can also check out, I have a video on this channel. It's the first video that I actually ever published. Uh, and it's on the eight circuits of consciousness. So I give a, a description of each circuit and I'm going to update it probably in the future as I, I come out with more information and just like make videos on each uh, circuit in particular. But, you know, um, I mean, the best thing if you if you want to do those things, great. But if you can afford it, coaching is the best thing, because uh, like Mark said, you know, when you're so close to the problem that you can't even notice it, like you don't even realize that you have a problem. Right. It's like if you're just used to living your life a certain way and it's just always been that way it's like you can't even recognize that there's anything else and it's, it's just outside of your 
your uh, level of awareness. And so when you work with a coach who has, you know, 20 years of experience or more, they can literally come in and, and because they've been there and they've seen so many people, they can say, oh, okay, you know, uh, here, here, and here, right? These are your highest leverage points. And then you can just focus in on those points and you can get 20x the results in like, you know, a week than you could before in, in years, you know? So those are the three layers of basically uh, improving yourself, right? The first one is like free, which there's thankfully so much of nowadays. There's free videos and PDFs and, and you can even go to like Pirate Bay and download shit. There's uh, paid, you know, which would be like, you know, books and, and ebooks and video courses. And then there's like, uh, you know, direct work, which would be like consulting and coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, you want to uh, work your way up ideally over time. Well, I was going to say, and um, I apologize for interrupting you there, but I was going to say a lot of people have limiting beliefs just around what coaching can do. They think one hour, what the fuck can get done in one hour because they have this, they have this idea that progress takes time. But if you can identify the sticking point and immediately address it, it doesn't have to take time at all. In fact, I've had way better progress working with coaches than I have all the books I've read, you know, all the meditation I've done. Those have all helped, don't get me wrong. And you know, I attribute much of my success to that as well. But the coaching, holy shit, man, like I was telling you, John, just in the last few years that I've been working with our NLP coach, it's been night and day difference. I don't even recognize myself. And I feel like I'm getting closer to that guy who I'm supposed to be at this age. And I'm, you know, I'm embodying him more. I mean, I'm ripped now. I finally got those tattoos I wanted. Not that that's like a big deal, but for me, it was a, it was a, a fear that I wanted to conquer. It represents more than just like art on my body. It represents something huge for me. And so, you know, I imagine that guy having that look, being ripped, being financially successful, being able to pull girls. And, and every day I want to strive to get closer to that guy um, because I feel like that's why we're here. We're here to grow. We're here to develop, you know, like life doesn't stagnate. Life is either developing or it's dying. There's no middle point. It's either growing or it's withering away. And through our whole lives, as long as we continually have the discipline, continuously go for goals and try to better ourselves, then we are growing. But the second you stop and you start playing video games and watching Netflix, not that that's bad, you know, done in moderation, but the second you just give in and say, I'm comfortable, that's when you start dying. That's when you start losing that that joy and that fulfillment. And that's what we're all going for. Everybody ultimately wants to be happy. And I feel, and we've spoken about this in the past, that you have to give yourself missions. You have to give yourself objectives to be happy. And the very best place to start is to look within and say, okay, dude, what's my sticking point? Like John has a tattoo that says, follow your fear. Isn't that it, John? Follow your fear? Yeah, follow yeah. your fear. Follow your fear. Dude, that's some. That's like the fucking best tattoo ever. I'm stealing it, man. I'm getting it tattooed <laughs> on, my, on my fucking neck, dude. Because it's, it's so true that your fear is where you should start. That's where you should start is look, what are you afraid of most? And I mean, we all have tons of fears. I still have lots of fears I want to deal with. And I know that those are my guiding light. Okay, dude, what's next? And every time you, you persevere through that fear, every time you identify it, every time you go after it and you accomplish it and you step on it and you stick it under the heel of your foot and you lift yourself up, you will not believe how much progress you make and how much happiness you'll get just by tackling your fears and getting over them. Huge for self-development and huge for your happiness. Yeah. And the thing is that um, a lot of time the 
the places where you gain, you stand to gain the most and the highest ROI are the places that are usually shrouded in fear, mm-hmm. right? So like, you know, I was reading a book recently by Eben Pagan, who's a really, really famous internet marketer and uh, email marketer, content marketer. Yeah. And um, he basically was talking about how your life has, you know, four separate areas, right? Is this book Opportunity. And, you know, your life has basically, uh, you know, your health, your wealth, uh, your social life, and then like your fulfillment or happiness, right? Mm. And if you're whichever area you're lagging in the most, if you just focus a little bit on that area, you'll get more of a return from focusing a little bit on that area than any other area, mm-hmm. right? Because you know, think about it like, um, uh, you know, fear. Fear. The way that I see fear is, it's like there's. It's not just the thing that you're afraid of. It's like ten levels deeper. Right, so like, say that you're afraid of, you know, talking to girls, right? And say that, you know, because there's a lot of guys that are very wealthy, uh, you know, that are jacked. You see them at the gym, you know, they have a great car and a great job, and and they're just in great shape, and they have those areas of their life set. But that's only like a third of the equation, right? So if they just get even a little bit proficient at talking to women, and they just follow that fear. And you know, get some dates, and find maybe find a girlfriend that they like. That you know, that the amount that they stand to gain from that is so much greater than if they earn like an extra ten thousand dollars a month or something, mm-hmm. right? So you always want to follow your fear because that's a really, really good indicator that there's some sort of a past experience that's holding you back, and you need to mine it for knowledge. I love that. I love that. Okay, so there is a technique I want to give you guys. It's it's from again NLP, neuro linguistic programming. So what you do is you take a situation. Since we're speaking about approaching girls, let's just go ahead and stick with that. So you say, okay, approaching girls, how do I feel about that? Um, I feel nervous. Okay, well, how do I feel about feeling nervous? Um, I feel a little bit embarrassed about that. How do I feel about feeling embarrassed? I feel, I don't know, angry. Okay, how do I feel about feeling angry? So every emotion that you have, it's called a... I think it's called the tree ladder or something like that, branching, treeing, something like this. But what you do is you get the core emotion and you say, how do I feel about feeling that? And then you get another one. And then you keep going up and up and up and up until you can't go any further. And now that's all you have to do. Surprisingly, you would think, okay, well, what's next, Mark? Like what's what's the big, you know, the big key to this? That's it. It's basically, again, when you can identify what that core emotion is that's preventing you from doing something or feeling a certain way about something, then just simply shining the light of attention on it and simply acknowledging it and kind of getting it out from its hiding place and looking at it is sometimes enough to completely cure it just by knowing what it is. So try that right now, whatever your fear is. I, I, I feel really negative towards money. Well, how do I feel about feeling negative towards money? I feel angry about that. And then you keep going and going and a lot of times you'll get to an emotion that's completely different from the original emotion. It's usually it's usually negative. Actually, it's always negative, but it's completely different. You hadn't realized like holy shit, like I feel ashamed to approach a woman. And once you realize that, it opens up something within you and your consciousness goes to work on it and you start fixing yourself. So that's I think it's called limbing actually. I don't know, John, have you ever used that? Mm. Um, I mean, that sounds similar to like the, the other technique that we were talking about where it's like, why? Okay. So why? So why? So why? Oh, 
Yeah. Um, but dealing with feelings, but I haven't used that in particular. No. Yeah, it's really it's really effective to do that. So that's one. I like to give you know concrete, tangible techniques that these guys can use rather than just waxing on about philosophy and stuff, which is great too. But I always try to give you know tactile yeah. um, techniques. So so that's one technique you, you can use for sure. Very effective. Yeah. Well, you need both too. I mean, um, but that's uh, I like that though because awareness alone is curative. Right. Like right. the second that you become aware of something, it it ceases to have power over you because mm-hmm. it's when you're not aware of something that it has power over you. Mm-hmm. You know. And also, um, real quick, sorry to interrupt you, but with approaching girls, right? You got a lot of guys have approach anxiety. Um, there, there's something called the three second rule. You just go up. You just within three seconds, you do it because that's before your conscious mind can make up excuses to stop you from doing it. Yeah. So um, one thing that's interesting is we've spoken about this in a previous podcast is that you don't get the courage before you do something. You actually get the courage after. So if you can just kind of make yourself do it, like fling yourself off the ship as it were and just make yourself freaking do it um, 10 times in a row. I'm going to open 10 girls in a row at a bar and then I'll leave. I promise myself I'll just leave. If you could do that, you'll start realizing like, wow, it's it's not so bad. And you can punch through that fear because you prove to yourself that the fear was illogical. The fear was doing you no good. And within just, you know, five minutes, you can punch through fear by kind of making yourself do it. You know what I mean? Just jump off that bridge, jump into the cold water, just go for it. And then you prove to yourself that, huh, my fear was totally, it had no base to stand on. And then, bam, you get past it just like that. Yeah, yeah. And a good way to train that instinct to just kind of take action and not make excuses is taking cold showers, mm. right? Because when you, when you, you know, uh, like a lot of time, you know, like when I first started taking cold showers, for example, and I mean like cold, cold. Like if you if you live in fucking Florida, you probably, you know, won't even get it as cold as you need to. But, you know, <laughs> just like cold, cold, cold fucking cold. Like, now, now like can I ease 35 in, degrees. Can I ease into it, slowly get it colder and colder, or is it fucking right from the get-go? If you want to start off that way, sure. But I, I just started because I'm not a pussy. I just started off cold. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. Um, but so, you know, because like what you do is you train your – that side of your brain where it's like, oh, I can – what if I just like ease into it or what if I just like, you know, I'm not feeling like whatever. Like you just like turn the knob or just like step into the water. You just train your brain like not to make excuses and just to fucking do it. Yeah. And then that will bleed into other areas of your life. And so I find that um, you know, I uh I can't even get a good cold shower uh unless it's winter cuz like, you know, now it's like during the summer, even though most guys probably couldn't handle like a cold shower uh, you know, at this temperature in the summer, it's like it's like nothing to me. But when it's in the winter and like the pipes are freezing cold and that oh. water just rushes out and it's just like, you know, like now I do fucking um I do cryotherapy. Where for uh, for two and a half minutes, or maybe yeah, it's two and a half minutes. You uh, get in this like tank that that uh, sprays liquid nitrogen at you, and it's like negative two hundred degrees, I think. Damn. And uh, yeah, for two and a half minutes, and like you know, it's just like doing shit like that that makes you fucking uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like you know, just and it's just like training your brain to not like be like, oh, but like let me let me like research what if what if the medical benefits aren't real or like yeah. what if like this and like no no no, just you just do it. And then, like, when you see a pretty girl, you just don't think. You're just like, oh, you just walk up and you just, like, act faster than your mind can think. Right. Right. Remember, Always remember that, guys. Act faster than your mind can think. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. It also raises your testosterone. It does, yeah. And and one thing I wanted to mention, too, is a lot of guys who are, who are sad or depressed and can't really figure out what's wrong with them, uh, oftentimes it's hormonal. And you might be having low testosterone, which I know was the case for me. 
um, I was about 25 pounds overweight and the more fat you have, the more estrogen you produce and the lower mm-hmm. tes- your testosterone is. That's correct, right, John? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so um, oftentimes if you're out of shape and you have a bad diet too, I mean diet is so freaking important. You're not getting the nutrients you need and your hormones are off balance. Um, that'll oftentimes make you feel like shit. It'll lower your confidence. It'll lower your testosterone. And if you get your diet together, you start getting ripped, you're going to feel so much better. I feel better now than I did um, in my late 20s and all through my 30s because that's when I started letting myself go. I was weak and I admit it wholeheartedly. Um, and I finally got some discipline in my life and I, I, I did that cold shower in the form of getting my diet straight. I threw out all the sugar that was in my house. I started getting super clean, super clean food, like almost no sugar at all, very little carbs, and my testosterone just flew through the roof, and I know it did because I can feel it. I mean, when I'm working yeah. out, it's like fucking war going through my veins. Like, I just want to I just want to put my goddamn elbow through a wall sometimes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that feeling, and I haven't felt that since my early 20s. And, um, you know, when I, when I have sex with my girlfriend, I just like, she looks like she got hit with a fucking tornado. Whereas, <laughs> you know, before when I was having the little bitch man's diet, it's like, it's like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, Dude, we should, we should do a whole podcast on that. Just raising test. Oh, we definitely will. Because, um, surprisingly, that's one of the things I've been working on with, with my mentor is just mm. getting into your masculinity and you know that's another serendipitous event that brought you and I together um, getting more masculine getting the testosterone up and I mean it makes a world of difference so if you're wondering like man I just don't feel I just don't feel good I just kind of feel like shit I get headaches or I can't sleep or I'm just not feeling confident I don't feel like the way I used to it's a very subtle change and it's a it's a demonic slow creeping black tar that comes over your entire life and before you know it you're just blown out bro it's just like you're chubby and you have a shitty diet so one of the first places i tell my students to look is their diet like a lot of guys will get coaching with me and they'll they'll have problems with women and i'll ask them well what do you eat what's your diet and they'll be like well why do you want to know that i thought we were going to work on women and you know it's something very quick that you can change so um again hormones hormones are gigantic huge for how you feel Absolutely. I mean, when I coach guys, that's like one of the first things I focus on. Because I mean, it's like, you know, it's like, think about like, I mean, it's your body, dude. Like people don't, they they underestimate the importance of that. I mean, that's like, you know, if you're like in a car, and you like fucking want to drive from like California to like Maryland. And you're like, okay, like, so how do we get there? And I'm like, well, hold on, like, let's let's look at your fucking car. And they're like, no, but I want to get there. Like, which way do I take? It's like, no, 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 no. Like, okay, like, why don't we upgrade your car to like a fucking Lamborghini? And then we can get there yeah. instead of driving this fucking shitty ass 1985 Toyota Camry. Like, why don't we upgrade it? You know, and it's like that's your body. It's like that. It's the vehicle that you use for everything, literally everything, yeah. everything that you do when you work, everything that you do when you think, everything you do when you sleep, like when you when you're with your friends, when you're with women, like everything. It's like mm-hmm. your your vehicle in the world. And if that isn't on point, then literally everything you do isn't going to be as good as it could be. But if you get it on point, if you you know eat right eat foods that boost testosterone, you work out, you're in good shape, you have energy, everything just works so much better. What kind of foods boost testosterone? First of all, egg yolks, dude. I've been wanting to say that for the past 10 minutes. Fucking egg yolks, because like, this is one of the biggest bullshit myths that really pisses me off that makes me wonder if like there's some sort of a fucking agenda to lower testosterone in this country. Because like, <laughs> I mean, if you just look at the facts, like 
cholesterol, eating cholesterol has almost no link to the cholesterol in your bloodstream. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I don't want to get too much into it here, but like, dude, just eat egg yolks, eat fucking like ferment, like sauerkraut, eat fucking like steak, red meat, uh, mm-hmm. fucking olives, like, like just all this bullshit about like, oh, like avoid fat, avoid fat. No, no, no. Like no. fat is fucking good. Yeah. The fat that isn't good is like trans fat from fucking fried foods and donuts and shit. Right. But like natural healthy fats are amazing for testosterone. Yeah. And um, also red meat, that whole myth about red meat causes cancer and like <laughs> it's such a fucking myth. And we, we'll get into it on a different podcast, but it was perpetuated by a food industry that had vested yeah. interest into putting down red meat and stuff like that. It's like I don't want to go off too much on this tangent because the both of us – Oh, man. We would, we would go on for like three hours. So – um, anyway, get, getting your diet settled and, and another thing I want to say where diet is concerned is that my diet won't necessarily work for you and your diet won't necessarily work for me. Um, all our bodies are completely different and again, could go off on a tangent but I think it's it's based mm. on ancestry, DNA, blood yeah. type, stuff like that. So you really need to experiment but it can be said that uh, I'm telling you sugar is, is not good for anybody, nobody. I don't give a fuck who yeah. you are. It's no good and I'm talking processed sugar. So we've mentioned this in the past where when you go shopping, the best thing you can do is stay on the perimeter of the supermarket because all the shit that's in the middle, the Cheetos, the Nella wafers, the Oreos, which I love Oreos, but uh, different <laughs> podcast, um, that's all junk. That's all going to make you weak. It's going to make you feel like shit. So just I look at that stuff and I'm like weakness, dude. Like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, fucking weakness. Oreos, weakness. Like broccoli. Weakness in a box. Weakness in a box, man. <laughs> fucking weak. Or, like broccoli, strength, dude. Like ground turkey, strength and honor, dude. Like Maximus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Yeah, so, like Gladiator. Yeah, Gladiator, bro. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. Yeah. This is – um and and real quick too, just uh, this, on the topic of getting to know your – and like knowing yourself, getting to know your flaws and stuff like this applies what we're saying too because like sometimes i'll coach people and i literally heard people someone say this once and people say it a lot where it's like oh like it it doesn't count if no one sees me eat it what and i'm just like it's a common thing that people say when they're like overweight and they're like trying to diet and they're Uh. not that serious and i'm just like bitch like what the fuck do you mean it doesn't count because no one saw it like does it is it going into your body yeah okay then it fucking counts like that, that's one, you know, like, like know yourself, know what you're putting into your body. Like, like literally most guys never read the nutrition labels on what they're eating. Like, yeah. think about that. It's like, you wouldn't just go to some fucking like random ass place and some guys like, Hey, like put this shit in your car, dude. And you're like, what is it? And you're like, Oh no. It's like, okay. And you just put it in your, like, no, you'd fucking be like, what is it? Like, wh- is it gasoline? Like, is it like what, what octane is it? Like you want to fucking know. Yeah. Same with your body. Like know what you're putting into your body, you know, read the labels, like read what's in that shit. Read if you're having artificial sweeteners, if you're getting fucking like soy and, and different stuff and like just like the, the nutrients and like everything. Like know what you're putting in your body. Know know yourself. Soy lowers your testosterone by the way and also the more shit – the more it's fucked with by humans, the worse it is for you as a general yeah. rule. The more yeah. the more shit that's in it. So again, just stay on the perimeter and I, I love how John Anthony's getting all fired up. I'm loving this, <laughs> I'm loving this energy out of you, man. <laughs> yeah. You can tell it's what I care about, what I'm passionate about. Yeah, dude, I love it. I love it. So, um, just you know, pay attention to that, man, and 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 discipline. Now, another thing I want to say is that your your gut microbiome gets used to that shitty food. So the first couple of months when you switch over is gonna be hell. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It's gonna be hell. But once you get past those few months. You're going to start feeling so much better. You're going to get more confident. Like a lot of your problems will just get solved by getting your fucking hormones in balance. And that's why, again, 
John and I, when we do coaching, we oftentimes will focus on the temple, the body, the Lamborghini. We're going to get that thing firing on all cylinders. And a lot of times these insecurities and bullshit and all this stuff that you're dealing with will just go away because your mechanism is working correctly. I mean, like yeah. John said, if you have a, a shitty, a shitty fucking 1985 um, Toyota Camry with a brown door <laughs> and a stallion painted on the fucking on the windshield or the, <laughs> you know, you're going to you're going to get blown out, bro. It's like you're not going to have confidence. But if you get that shit running like a champ and you step into that Lamborghini, it's like panties are going to be flying at you. It's like you just drove through a lingerie section because um you know, everything changes when you get the mechanism working correctly. So that's another really important place to start. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> I think does that about to wrap it up? Man, you're you got all fired up and then you just petered out. You blew your I load, know. bro. You blew your load. I know. A, I came too fast. <laughs> <laughs> you're a two pump chump, bro. We're four, know, we're forty minutes in now. Um, I am moving today. Um, yeah, but look at the commitment I'm showing dude. Like even though I'm in I got boxes all around me right now I'm like fuck this. I'm gonna still do my podcast. Fuck these it, boxes of weakness. Fuck these <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fuck that weakness dude. Nothing's gonna stop me from doing the unapologetic man podcast motherfuckers. So um, Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I mean we're 40 minutes in you think that's gonna you think that's gonna be enough for our, our listeners? So, yeah, I mean we can uh, you know, we can obviously put out more content and uh, as I move into my new place I'm going to set up like a recording studio and, and update the YouTube channel like pretty often so so you're moving into a new place too eh I am yeah it's an upgrade man yeah. bringing out a nice big place for myself it's gonna be awesome good yeah I am too man always trying to upgrade always trying to to, to get better and that's the thing too is like if you're if you're better than the guy you were yesterday, then you know you're making progress again, continuously growing. So I think we're good. Forty one minutes in. Um, let's go ahead and wrap it up. So I'm just gonna plug plug my two offers here. Um, first of all, I offer a approach formula, and what that is is it shows you the step by step method to approach a woman, engage her in conversation, and walk away with her phone number with the greatest chance of her texting you back. How about that, huh? And this is based on over 10,000 approaches of me and my team. This isn't no bullshit little ebook that we threw together in like one day. This is real fucking techniques. This is real stuff that really works. Been doing this for a long time. And I give you a really good blueprint to follow to approach woman, women and how to engage them in conversations that actually build attraction, how to how to angle the conversation so that she's actually attracted to you when you walk away and she's like, oh man, I can't wait for him to text me back. Now, I usually sell this program for 32 bucks, but since you're a champion who's listening to the Unapologetic Man podcast for 42 minutes, you can grab it for just 10 bucks. And that is at gettheapproachformula.com. I also have an upgrade uh, offer on there about, it's, it's for a book called The Conversation Sniper. And it gives you over 100 funny lines and conversation savers so that if you run out of things to say, just throw those into the conversation. It'll spark life back into your conversation and get her interested in you again. I know a lot of guys hate it when they're talking to a girl. They run out of things to say and then she's like, well, it was good talking to you. Bye. And they're like, fuck, I just had something to say. Well, the conversation sniper is there for you. Gives you conversation savers and and all kinds of funny shit, man. That'll just have girls just cracking up. That shit's gonna get you laid all by itself, and that's available on the back end of the approach formula. Again, it's 
gettheapproachformula.com. I also offer one-on-one phone coaching. You can do that by uh, just clicking the link below. I have to get a unique URL for that. I haven't done that yet. But um, that's one-on-one coaching with me. And I'm telling you, you can blow through sticking points and really make rapid improvements in both yourself and in your game by working with me because I'm very good at identifying your sticking points and uh, helping you blast through them. So those are my plugs. John, you want to go ahead and tell them about your products? Awesome. So yeah, so MasculineDevelopment.com. I have hundreds of free articles, uh, really high quality, like long articles, like thousands and thousands, sometimes upwards of 5,000 words per article, Uh, just tons of free content. Uh, Check out the rest of my YouTube channel too. I'm going to be updating it more in the future um, on all different types of stuff. And of course, my two products, uh, really I have three, but the third is closed. I'll, I'll mention that in a second. But the first product is Seven Strategies to Develop Your Masculinity, and this is my best-selling product by far. Uh, it's sold thousands of copies across the world, changed thousands of lives, and uh, right now I'm actually giving away four bonuses with it. So uh, you can check out the bonuses, go to the page, I'll put a link down below, but uh, one of them uh, in and of itself is probably worth like a hundred fucking dollars, man. It's the, uh, you know this, Mark, The Art of Tinder, the book that I wrote after mm. sleeping with literally like hundreds of girls from Tinder. Uh, I literally put everything that I learned from literally, you know, years of just like testing, testing, testing on Tinder, testing different lines, testing different, uh, you know, things that you can say and, and like how to respond to what they say. And then, okay, you say this, they say that, then this is what you say in return, mm-hmm. testing different fucking, uh, you know, like pictures in your profile, like uh, learning what type of girl you're talking to, just like literally everything I learned from sleeping with over a hundred women on Tinder condensed into one ebook and it's a free bonus. It's not even the main product. It's a free bonus with seven strategies to develop your masculinity, which is basically just what it sounds like. It's seven highly effective strategies that you can implement into your life and uh, following these strategies will basically make you more masculine, more assertive, more dominant, more attractive to women. Uh, just an all-around better man who's just kicking ass and fucking taking names nice. in life. Hey, and, um, real quick, John, yeah. is it, what about the that book you have, You've Got Nudes? That's the one I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's another one of the bonuses too. Oh, man, and, uh, that's a good one. Again, Shows yeah, it comes, it comes with four bonuses. You can check them all out down below, guys. Uh, so You've Got Nudes is basically everything I've learned – uh, from how to text girls and get them to send you nudes, right? So like a lot of time guys, you know, they come at it so clumsy. They don't know what to say. They're just like, hey, babe, can I have pics? And it just doesn't <laughs> fucking work. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you need to have some finesse if you're going to gonna get some nudes. So definitely yeah. check out 7 Strategies to Develop Your Masculinity. It comes with all sorts of fucking crazy bonuses. Uh, click on the link down below. And the second product that I have is Body of an Alpha which is my best-selling ebook on fitness uh, that also comes with some awesome bonuses. And, uh, you know, like we were talking about in the podcast, if you have, like, you know, uh, just depression, if you're not feeling great, if you're overweight, you know, a lot of these problems are caused by your hormones. And so if you get a good workout routine that boosts your testosterone, you know, if you follow the right diet that I talk about in Body of an Alpha, you will transform before your very eyes. Mm-hmm. I was actually at the gym today, and I swear to God, dude, every fucking girl there was looking at me. Yeah. It was amazing. Like, if you guys build if you guys build a great physique things will happen so much more easily if you get both seven strategies and body of an alpha it's fucking over it's like blowing up an ant with a nuclear bomb <laughs> okay so body of an alpha comes with three free bonuses uh and that's that's uh, three free ebooks that are bonuses, not including the Facebook chat where you actually get added to a group of other men that uh, you know ask questions and share advice. 
Uh, so the bonuses, one of the bonuses that comes with Body of an Alpha is pumped to pull, which is actually the exact plan that I follow before I go out to get a 37% increase in muscle mass right before I go to the club. So I look fucking huge and jacked. Um, you can check that out in the link down below. And then thirdly, uh, this product isn't uh, available right now, but it will be in the future because we actually let in 30 guys into this group and they're already making money. Uh, basically, the whole product is called Bitcoin Millionaire. Mm. It uh, chronicles my success and how I make six figures trading Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Uh, it's a 12-hour video course with 10 modules. I include market updates, everything you need to know from beginner to advanced. Uh, I give you updates on everything that I'm buying and selling and trading. So you literally just do exactly what I do and you will make fucking money with me. So uh, check the link down below and maybe you'll be notified when it opens next. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, MasculineDevelopment.com, Seven Strategies to Develop Your Masculinity, Body of an Alpha, and Bitcoin Millionaire. Do you have anything else you want to add, Mark? That is all for me, man. Um, great podcast today. Really appreciate it. And man, you're getting good at those plugs, bro. Definitely, dude. Rifling Definitely. them off, dude, like a champion. Yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we appreciate you stopping by. We will be back. And um, as soon as John and I actually get into our places, we're going to be rifling off two podcasts a week for a little while just to kind of get get a surplus of them because you know we know you guys really want them. We get people asking us for more and more and more. So um, we're going to start rifling them off then. And uh, soon enough, man, we'll have lots in the bucket where um, hopefully we're putting out good content for you guys to learn from. And we really appreciate you listening 50 minutes in now. And if you could slap a like on this video and if you could even go so far as to subscribe, we would really, really appreciate it. You guys are champions. Keep up the good fight. Always improve every day and uh, get after it. Thanks a lot, guys. We will see you next time. All right.